Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads web hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads web hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. tonight all right it's Aussie Techheads welcome to episode 441 I'm Glenn and I'm joined by the two best podcasters in the world hello that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, still number one I hear uh Will and Jace hi Jace how you going hey how's it going yeah, no, all not too bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the the old farm I, got geek. A, I went shopping yesterday yeah just before work got a new shiny new shiny and look at this Will's just collapsed into a pile of um disbelief one of the guys at work threatened to smash it. No, I always knew he wasn't that bright. So I'm the the first champagne time. gold edition, oh, like champagne comedy. Is that is that the uh, the new one, the latest one? Yep, sixteen uh, gig iPad Mini three with Retina and nice. Touch ID. You'll be able to. Down there. Is that plastic? Is it still in the plastic? I've just left that on there for now because I've got a uh, case on the way and it's got a film to put on there as well because I got a um, the Google Nexus twenty twelve edition. And um, because now it's got KitKat on it, it's uh, paperweight because you just can't run anything on it. Yeah, so right. I was like, well, I'm not going to get another Android one because I don't want that to happen again. So I went with the Apple and I've still got a ton of stuff that I paid a heap of money for on there so I can download all my apps again free. Hmm. But um, I want to be able to read some books and do some study up. I think I might learn a bit more Java programming and stuff. So oh, yeah. the Kindle works really well and it's got a good high resolution and it's really good for reading things on there and playing a couple odd games so you'll be able to I'll grab one of those and read it on the train on the way to work and stuff you'll be able to do the, the new split screen which we'll talk yeah. about soon yes it's ios ios 9 whenever that comes out yeah so, so yeah you mean the thing that android's had for the last five years yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, along with copy and paste. So you might, you may be wondering who that is. That is, of course, Will. Hi, Will. Was that who it was? <laughs> yes, I, wondered. I wondered. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, and uh, I get flack over hating apples. I don't hate apples. They're just they're still too many. What seeds. they are, they're just way over hyped. Yeah, oh. not a bad product. Don't get me wrong. They're decent quality products, but I just. I can't justify the expense and the hype that goes with them. Like it's just... Yeah, we get so many, so much hate mail every week. It's like heaps but of hate mail against Will. Every time, oh, I, you hate Apple. every time I have a Facebook chat with someone or I chat with them in the chat room in the lounge or something, they're always <laughs> bagging me out. I'm like, I don't, don't hate apples. I just don't like people that use them. No. Look, um, I, <laughs> look I watched the WWDC well, this I mean, week. Partly true. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and you could see that the, the hype was there, you know, um, it is very hypey, and stuff that's probably uh, maybe more generic sort of functions on things, they sort of wrap it up as if it's their own and and all that. So I know what you mean, Will, but um, but at the end of the day, look, I miss my iPad. I give it to the young fellow, the iPad, too. I'm going to wait till the new one comes out. Hopefully, there's going to be a new one this year. What normally, 
I don't know when did they commence. Well, what what I July, said to my now, boss at work now. that I'm I'm a um, uh, instant purchaser. I decide I want something, I go get it. I could have got this for like fifty bucks cheaper if I got it from Kogan and waited a week for delivery. But I'm like, I want to buy it now. Yeah, well, I went hot. to the shop and got it and then quickly raced to the train station to get to work before my train left. Mm. It's just like instant decisions all the time. <laughs> and is it the Wi-Fi or just and the cellular? Just Wi-Fi, yeah, yeah 16 gig. Need. Yeah, well, that's all right. That's good. So, uh, yeah, so look, we've got a couple of stories about the WWDC tonight just to bring you all up to date if you haven't been listening to the Aussie Max Zone. And, uh, and oh, Eric's going to miss out on the Apple stories. He'll be disappointed. Oh, he will be. Yes, he's, he's not in tonight. He said he may join us later on. Uh, if time permits, but we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, so he's um, yeah, he's 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 already been playing with the iOS nine, and I think ah. and I think oh, was it the iOS nine or the the new the new iOS X ten? But we'll get to all that soon. But uh, look, we are brought to you every week by athwebhosting.com.au. If you want an Australian server based in Sydney, they are. And they're just chugging away down there. Water cooled, I believe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they might be. <laughs> but anyway, they're in a dinner, some data centre. They're not in a cupboard. And uh, so they're all pumping away down there. So they're going good. Register your domain if you need a .com or a .com.au or a, or a whatever you might want. A .shoes. I've got a lady that has a .shoes. So uh, you can register whatever you like. Uh, I, yes. I mean, that's great. But I'm sorry. If I saw somebody with a sending me an email with, you know, dot, you know, this is legit or something, I'm probably going to be a bit sus about it. <laughs> yeah, well, she doesn't use it as her email. She uses it as, oh, I don't know, she just grabbed the domain, but she sells shoes, obviously. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's uh, she's Octavia.shoes. So Octavia. she's also... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I set that up for her. Let's like let Jimmy check that now. <laughs> <laughs> and now, yes, it's actually, don't go there just yet. We'll just check that out first. Octavia. <laughs> oh, there I go. So I put .com in. Um, oh, no, I haven't. That's okay, why I'm not there. going to buy one of the new premium <laughs> domains. Besides the fact that they cost three times as much as anything else, everyone's going to do .com no matter what you tell them. No yeah. one's going to do .guru. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to do like... Jason.guru is my new address. Okay, jason.guru.com. Yeah. Well, it didn't work. What's going yeah, on? That's right. Well, I've just made a little uh, paper note now. I'm going to fix that up. <laughs> so by the time you listen, <laughs> the website should Oops. come up on the dot shoes. Okay. I don't know why I must have oh, missed that. Sorry about that. It's, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's um because remember, you, uh, it's a bit off track, I guess, but years ago they did the dot au.com. Oh, yes. Um, thing that came out. That. Oh, convince people to actually sign up with him. <laughs> oh, we don't well, care. You can register coca-cola.au.com if you want. Cool. Yeah. He's a yeah. Money. But Rich who's going to do that? Who's going to go? <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's uh, let's move on to uh, Apple's coming up later. Let's move on to Microsoft because, you know, we all love good old Microsoft. Now, Microsoft, they've got this new Surface they're going to sell. Can you believe it? Another another surface has hit the market. It's going to cost you twenty grand. They didn't sell any of the other ones. <laughs> no, but this one, they, well, they're probably not going to sell many of these. They're twenty grand, and oh, I thought yeah. I had a little an image of it, but I don't. But anyway, so you're going to have to picture this in your mind. Uh, Microsoft will sell an eighty-four inch screen version, uh, wall-mounted video conferencing and digital whiteboard, twenty thousand, making it the most expensive product in in its hardware lineup. This will be uh, probably a twenty thousand US. So that's going to work out whew, 25 grand, something like that. Uh, and all, oh, there's a smaller 55 inch version if you're up for that. Uh, if you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you want to stump up 7,000. So, um, well, here we go. Will's got something going on. 
They want to take on that LG thin wall hanging one. Yeah, so... um, Yeah, it's... Yeah, if you, I don't think I want to go up to my wall and start swiping around, but it might be okay for the office or something. Just watch a Y five O, and you'll get the gist of what's going on. With yeah, the pretty much, yeah. That's <laughs> a, the, oh, the Microsoft so show. That, eh? Yes, they got. Oh, in that what? Yeah, they got, they got they got the phones. They've got uh, the the tablets. They've got the Skype. They've got the the Surface. How do we desk. do that? Let me just look it up on my tablet. Yeah. Can you get the camera to look over my shoulder? Look at this. If you <laughs> click on that, it's even got this thing called Cortana. It's awesome. Yeah. Buy it now. Now, look at for twenty grand. Like, why wouldn't you be able to get one of those? I don't know how much they are, but you know those smart whiteboards. You could project the Windows Ten onto it. And then you could just push the whiteboard as you're going along. Yeah, you wouldn't think it'd be a whole lot different. Which minority report? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're after. Bit of that sort of stuff. Now, uh, what else can I tell you about this? Orders for the Surface Hub start on the first of July, including Australia. Oh, wacky do! Uh, Microsoft hopes <laughs> the device will become a fixture in meeting rooms around the world. It will run a. Cu- hope they want. <laughs> yeah, it will run a custom version of Windows 10. So, what's this? Another version? Of Windows 10? No, don't be silly. They wouldn't do that. Of course not. Uh, but anyway, it's a it's another it's a custom version of Windows 10. Microsoft's new operating system, which is due out in late July, and everyone probably has seen the little window as we've mentioned last week down near the time. You can sign up, get your get your Windows 10 downloaded straight to your machine. No messing about. Geez, they're on the ball, aren't they? Now, partners, uh, you'll be able to get your Surface Hub if you want. If you want to stump up your 25G, go to Telstra or Pro AV Solutions. Hmm. Now, how thick is too thick for something to sit on the wall? That may be that thick. 10 centimetres thick. It depends on what it is. And give a, yeah. have a guess how much it weighs. Uh, no, it wouldn't be light with all that. Sort 50 of, kilos. Uh, there's a lot of tech in there. So. Oh, look. It's 127 kilos. <laughs> well, actually, no, 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 if you think about it, back when 100-inch plasmas come out, they were they pushing were heavy. 150 kilos. Yeah, yeah, I remember so, my first plasma. It was damn, damn heavy. You had, to, you had to have two people to to lift it. Now I'm just flipping them up and on the wall as if it's no We used business. to have these, but um, you can still buy them. There's these plugs called Wallmates that, if you've only got plasterboard and no studs to put the board in, you put these wall mates in, and they're just a giant, a giant screw basically. And each one of those holds ten kilos. So when we used to put the big plasmas up in commercial, and for some reason commercial plasmas are twice as heavy as a regular plasma, um, you know, you would use thirty of these wall mates in a wall just to put a backing plate onto to get some sort of solid, you know, fixture. Mm. So. Yeah, oh, look, that, that's that's heavy. That is pretty heavy. Now, this guy, uh, whoever he is, what's his name? I'll find his name here. Uh, Angelo or something. Now, he is the, who is he? Well, he's someone in Microsoft anyway. So, oh, that's his surname, Anguilio. I think his first name is Michael. So, anyway, well, anyway, someone in Microsoft. Uh, he said no, I that, think that was a painter. He said that it's... Um, Michelangelo. <laughs> no, no, it's it's true. It's true. Look and Donatello it. and Leonardo. <laughs> and there was a guy with an ear missing. <laughs> no, it's true. And they were turtles. I saw that show. That was a great show. Teenage That's why they got the job. They can carry these 127 things on their back. There is in the half shells. power. Now, well, anyway, whoever he is, Michelangelo says that the it's the biggest piece of glass for an electronic product in production. 
There you go. I'm glad I got that out. Yeah. Cool. What? That well, doesn't sound right. Why? What would be bigger? Anything that's the same size. 120. Or, uh, 88. No, for an electronic. Yeah, I, well, I suppose a TV is an electronic product in production. Anything that's the, anything like oh, well, you know, hundred inch plasmas and hundred inch. Oh well, Michelangelo is living in the Middle Ages. If he thinks that's going to cut it, like Will's it. onto him. Yeah. Will's onto him. Don't worry about that. All right. Well, in that case, Will, you're on fire. What what stories have you got for us tonight? Well, seeing as um, Warlock started the night with an Apple product, I thought I'd I'd follow tradition. Have you ever wondered, because waking up sleepless of a night and, yeah, we do that sort of thing, mm. what a iPhone would have looked like if somebody made it in 1984? Right. I often wonder <laughs> about that. So, oh, a designer, um, a Thailand-based designer, Perry... Perry Mason. Um, obviously had a burning <laughs> desire to answer the question. Famous people um, not this week. It stubbed the Macintosh phone 512K. The product ditch, uh, ditches the touchscreen and opts for a 1980s rotary dial and a tiny CRT screen. The design also includes a nine-pin port and a shell that closely mimics the vents on the rear of the original Mac computers. Um, it's, I mean, obviously, it is actually functional. If I scroll down there, you can actually see that it does actually do things. Um, I don't think it's got a CRT screen, though. <laughs> it would have been about 10 times thicker yeah. than that to get the electrons to shoot. Yeah, it's an LCD. Like, it looks like a mini CRT. But, yeah. yeah, it's just amazing. Like, what's actually... I think what's more amazing is the fact that we now have the technology to make a phone that we couldn't have made in the 80s look like a phone that we made in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, but, but how big is the dial pad? Will you be able to stick your finger in it? Yeah. Or it looks like where you stick your little finger in. Well, it gives you an idea. See down the bottom there? That's a nine-pin... Yeah, nine-pin serial port. Down the bottom? Yeah. Yep. Oh, can't, where? See down the bottom of the image there? Am I seeing the whole image? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, there yeah. it is. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So if you look down there, that's a nine-pin serial port, oh, so yeah. that's fairly decent size. Fair enough. Fair enough. So. I, I love the, cut, the, uh, the old original Macintosh, whatever oh, the Apple logo. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. The, yeah, <laughs> and the the monochrome screen. Yeah, it's a um, website about Apple technologies called Six Colors, named after those. No, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something else. About I just found it interesting because it's a fully it's a fully functioning, usable, modern day ripoff of a phone that you couldn't use in the eighties because there wouldn't have been cell towers anyway. But it's um, I just something about it I really like the look of. Like if somebody bought a phone out that was like that now. As a phone, just you know, had the LCD touchscreen and then had just a big dial on it like that. I reckon mm. that'd be awesome. I, I could. You want a that. rotary USB Skype phone? When? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's it. The new Skype phone. When's someone going to bring out a shoe phone? That's all. Um, someone, sorry about that, Chief. Someone did a shoe phone a few years ago. It what? was um. I'll just have to see if I can find it in the. In the thing, but Missed it by that much. Whilst we're talking about, um, I'll just sort of tie two stories together here. Mm. Um, there's Please. old retro gaming, so they've now got a video game hall of fame, right? Um, they've just started. So, the first int int wow, introduces that's not even a word. The first introductees <laughs> they spelt that wrong into the new world, world video game hall of fame. Wow, that wreck. 
Okay. The first inductees into the new World Video Game Hall of Fame include, with no punctuation anywhere, Pong, the game that introduced millions of electric electronic... Fair enough. Light. Wow, this is... They, wow, seriously? <laughs> Dudes, proofread or something. Um, Doom, which triggered a debate over the role of gamers and violence in society. And Super Mario Brothers, whose mustachioed hero has migrated into everything from fruit snacks to sneakers. Oh, look, I would so, have liked to have seen it go back further. So, yeah, there's Pong, which was 72, Doom, 93, 85 Super Mario Brothers, Pac-Man, 1980, Tetris, 84, and World of Warcraft, 2004. They were the first six introduced <laughs> into the Hall of Fame. Yes, but um, Pac-Man... World of Warcraft get in there? They had things like EverQuest and Ultima out before that that did... was like Probably because World of Warcraft still... A, people still know. But Pac-Man, so, is it video games in general or video games at home? Do we know? Um, Pac-Man it looks have... like... Uh, <laughs> I haven't read that far down. So I think it's it's an inaugural Hall of Fame class picks were recommended by a panel of judges made up of journalists, scholars and other experts on the history and impact of video games. They also chose among 15 finalists that included Angry Birds, FIFA, The Legend of Zelda, Minecraft, Oregon Trail, Pokemon, Sims, Sonic and Hedgehog, and Space Invaders. So it looks like it's uh, nominations for the hall can come from anyone and be from any platform. Arcade, console, okay. computer, handheld, <laughs> and mobile. Right. Well, I'd be, I'd be... They must have long stretch of popularity and left a mark on the video game industry. Doom, for example, introduced the idea of a game engine that separated the game's basic functions from its artwork and other aspects. Well, I would have liked to have seen some cassette games in there, like uh, Sabotage. Um, um, Michael Jackson, Moonwalker. There's a Moonraker. That was a good game. Moonraker, yeah. Yeah, that was a great game. Um, Tutankhamen. If you go... Tutankhamen. Where in the world games. is Carmen Sandiego? Why, why, does, why does Mario Brothers get a, a run before Donkey Kong? Asteroids. Quicks. Um, mm-hmm. World of Warcraft was the world's largest MMORPG. I loved Quicks. Yeah, Quicks. Um, let's see. Uh, um, Tetris. Pengo. Wasn't expecting, but let's see where they're coming from. It's Puddle Games. Zaxion. Um, they don't really say why Galaga. they pick the rest of them. They just pick. They only nominate a couple that they pick. So Mr. Do. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this how this goes. So Hall of Fame. Yeah. All right. Oh, good stuff. Well, what is it? Well, we should uh, get everyone to post on our Facebook page. What's your yeah. What's your, what your Hall of Fame? What What introduced you to your preferred formatting of game, whether it be mm. PC, console, arcade? You know, what's your format? How did you grow to like that? Mm. You know, was it one particular instance? Was it something that you played that completely turned you off that format forever? So. As an example, if you ever played, say, one of these Pong machines, <laughs> oh, um, you know, and then you went, to the, you would never go back and play that again, you know, so that might turn you off. <laughs> I had the uh, handheld. Was it music in Tetris, for example, that drove you insane? Yes, well, but anyway, <laughs> so so you tell us what you think on the Facebook, yeah. uh, dot com forward slash Aussie Tech Ed. Tell us what you think. And everyone that does that, I'm going to send you some love. <laughs> and, and and I'll join you in that love sending. All right. Um, oh, we've got lots, <laughs> lots of it to go around. And, and um, we also might actually probably touch on this a bit more on when we do our next um, Old Fart Geeks. Sounds like something yep. that's, that's, that's needs a good to topic. go into that. Those right. Old Farts always talk about that oh, stuff. They're on the ball. Mm. That'll be an Old Fart too one day. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get me on for the video <laughs> game one. I used to be a champion at them. Oh, <laughs> you little 20 cent machines. <laughs> <laughs> 
used to be able to get the free games out, poking straws through, you know, all that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they did that, the old mechanical mechs. You could use a straw or a bit of wire to trigger the mech. Yeah. Then they went to the optical mechs a bit later on, which were a little bit harder to fool. Um, but all you need to do is get a piezo igniter from a butane stove or a cigarette lighter, mm. put a couple of cables down it, drop it into the coin mech and flick it, <laughs> and it bypass the optical sensors. So then they got all flash and they used the new the new style ones. But um, I yeah, remember used to work in an arcade, used to see all sorts yeah. of things like that. Well, used to, there used to be a pinball machine up at the laundromat, like you know the old laundromats, unattended laundromats. They had this a big bar across the the front of it, you know, just this huge, big, ugly bar with a padlock on it. There's no way you're going to get that door open, uh, you know, and off enough to rake the money out. But you were able to, well, you, somebody busts the door open, so it just jars up against the bar, are just enough for you to get a little stick in there. <laughs> you go. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Somebody, we don't know who. You know, the old pinball just... machines, like the old, um, the old early ones that were mostly pretty much all mechanical, except for a very early analog scoreboard. Um, if you flick the power switch on and off very quickly, it'll put them in free play mode. Yeah, same with the the machines, and sometimes oh, one out of twenty, you'd probably stuff up. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Get fixed. <laughs> Wouldn't that wipe out the high score though? <laughs> <laughs> oh George. yeah, they had no backup memory in the in the um, circuits. As soon as they lost power, that was it. The high scores were reset. Oh, that's right, that's right. But anyway, <laughs> let's save that topic for the next old fart geeks. Yeah. I'll, I'll come on. Yep. Let's let's make a date. All right, it's it's official. Keep your eyes out. Keep your eyes out for the hearing audio version of the next <laughs> next if old fart geeks. Miss it, we'll have yeah. um, Glenn on there and. If we will not... talk more than about our first twenty news stories that we have. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll um and I'll and uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. So if you don't want to miss it, yeah, subscribe to the Old Fart Geeks now, iTunes or any other thing. But look, let's move on to uh, the Mac because I've got to before we get to the WWDC uh, at Mac malware. There's some malware out there that can survive hard disk formatting. Now, Portuguese researcher self-described Mac malware hunter Pedro Villasquia discovered that a bug in the energy conservation functionality left flash protections unlocked after waking from sleep mode. So this means an attacker can reflash the computer's firmware to install extensible firmware interface rootkit malware. My gosh. <sighs> the target of... Yes, the security root vendor... This is Symantec, I think, now. We've moved on to Symantec. Found that the Mac Mini 5.1, MacBook Pro 9.2 were vulnerable. And old Pedro discovering that MacBook Pro Retina 10.1, MacBook Pro 8.2, MacBook Air 5.1, and MacBook Pro 9.1, can't they just get better names, were affected. Symantec's testing cleared MacBook Pro 11.3 and MacBook Air 6.2 from potential harm. Yay! Until a patch for blah, 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 blah. So, uh, yeah, so look, that leads it, that leads into me, my little story, because... Uh, my wife's got a MacBook, MacBook. I don't know what it is, Pro, whatever, normal. Who knows? But anyway, she's got one, and uh, and it had a virus. It had a problem with Safari. Kept coming up with like adware, malware thing, and you couldn't do anything. It was ring this number and a little OK button. You pushed OK, the the pop up would come straight back. You couldn't get out of it. So I thought, oh, this must be a virus. Heavens above, on a Mac, you serious? You know, I, I checked the sky, made sure there's no cracks in it. There wasn't. So I, I downloaded AVG for the Mac, and it found 11 threats. And I'll tell you, it was as slow as bloody anything it was so i'm not sure if that's normal but anyway but it found 11 threats and uh got rid of the the problem well it's good to see that you listen to your own shows 
Yes. It's only been about four years or so I've been saying if you've got a Mac, make sure you have antivirus. Yes, well, I've never had a, a need and because mm. I never believed you, Will. That's right. <laughs> no, I had to say I told you so, but sucked in. Yeah. Uh, no, I think, um, and I think we've also mentioned that if you ask Apple, they do also recommend that you probably do put something on as well. They do. It's written in their documentation. Mm. Mm. All right. Now, uh, WWDC soon. Uh, Jace, what, what have you got for us? Well, if we're going to talk about Apple stuff, um, using the latest Xcode 7, you don't need to go through the App Store to install apps now. Cult of Mac discovered the newest version of Xcode, Apple's integrated development tool environment for OS X and iOS, allows anyone to install apps on their iOS device, even if it hasn't been approved by Apple and you're not a developer. The Xcode website boasts that it's now easier for everyone to build apps and run them directly on their Apple devices. Program membership is not required. Apple previously required that you pay a $99 per year development fee to install unapproved apps on devices. The change was intended to allow more people to code apps without a price barrier. Apple didn't tout the new feature on stage on Monday at WWDC, but opens the door for developers to distribute their apps outside of the App Store. And it could also lead to easy piracing of decrypted apps, notes iOS developer Steve Smith, while also letting... Users install everything from emulators and torrent clients to banned games, basically anything that Apple doesn't want in the App Store. So what are you saying? That, that, so you, you make a game up or you make a, a bit of software with your Xcode. And then you can Email it to somebody and they can just install it without having to go through the App Store and get digitally signed and stuff. But th- so this is something that they're opening up? Yes. Why would they want to do that? Because they want everybody to be able to develop for their device without having to pay $99 a year. That was the price barrier that was stopping it. I could code games and then send it out to 10 people for beta testing. So beta testing because there was uh, some people who couldn't get their stuff approved through the App Store because of the particular functionality of it. So they would just have uh, as many beta tests as they could. They would just let everybody install it. And then um, Apple cut that down so you could only have 100 people beta testing with your special promo codes for beta testers. So they do 100, then clear out their account, then create another 100, and clear out their account and create another 100. Now anybody right. can code an app and install it on their own device to test it out, which is Apple's idea is to get more people to code without having to pay $99 a year, but it also means that people can just install any game side-loaded. Yeah. So one developer already discovered it's fairly easy to side-load Game Boy emulators like GBA for iOS using Xcode 7. So, yeah, so why not just make either the membership free? Like, because I it think is, this, yeah. this is opening up, this is going the wrong way for Apple, isn't it? Like, because well, it means anyone can code now. Before you had to pay $99 a year to make a game or something and you couldn't test it on your device unless no. you paid the $99 for membership. You could do it in an emulator. Yes, yes. But that's never going to be 100% the same as running it on a device. So they're like, well, we'll let anybody make a game they can code it in Swift or JavaScript or whatever, compile it, install it on their device to test it. Mm. And you don't need to have a license, developer license, but also means that you could send it to other people and they could test it on theirs or you could just write your whole thing and then start your own app store and start selling your yeah, stuff okay. on any website. Interesting. That's a very interesting story, that one. We'll have to watch and see how that one works out. I think that's, that's a, like a bit of a total U-turn, isn't it, for Apple? They want to close the ecosystem, not yep. opening it up. It's crazy. Oh, jeez. Anyway, um, what what are we going to lose in Windows 10? Our minds. Our minds. 
<laughs> so maybe we all know that <laughs> we all know the Windows Media Center is uh, going. That's going tatas. Yeah, they recommend you download VLC, which is what everybody's going to do anyway. Because yeah, yeah, who uses Windows Media Center? Seriously. But but the the strange thing with this is that as well, it's because of a decreased usage. Apparently, Microsoft decided to get rid of the Windows with a feature in Windows 10. The company the company will also pro- will provide an option for DVD playback, but in an update later in the year. So out of the box. So what is he saying? Everyone, everyone that's going to update to Windows 10 won't be able to play a DVD. Not um, without VLC. Yes. So, but if you've already got VLC, it'll probably just keep all that. So you keep all your codecs. But yeah, but so if you get Windows 10 out of the box, no DVD playback until later this year. Until the update arrives, watching DVDs will require separate playback software. That's crazy. Yep. Why wouldn't they just plug it in straight away? They're trying to concentrate on the OS and get everything out as soon as possible for that and then worry about the add-on stuff later. That's madness. But anyway, why not... Well, can't they just get like spend like a million dollars, get a little DVD team together and go, just plug us, plug us up a thing? Yeah, they've done oh. it for other things in the past. They're just like, like Xbox, you know, they had a lot of stuff when they brought out Xbox One. It didn't come with a lot of functionality and couldn't play a lot of codecs and other applications and then they just rolled out update 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 and they're like the other the other thing with that is people are like oh fresh new software i got this really cool update finally this is wonderful mm. i can't wait till i get the update and people sitting there on the edge of their seat <laughs> oh did you get the new dvd update you can play oh. dvds on 10 now isn't it great yeah. oh yeah about that update well, i wonder what they're going to bring out next <laughs> kind of thing so yeah keep the hype and apparently uh, the gadgets i don't know i deleted them straight off desktop gadgets never liked them <laughs> Uh, so they're gone, apparently, finished, finito. Uh, automatic update for home users. So home users will no longer have the option to choose when when to install updates. Good. Mm, they'll just come down. Bzz, bang. Good. India. No, nothing a firewall won't fix. Yeah. <laughs> In other software, no, I, I like updates. Yeah, install I like them. them. I don't like being the first person to try them. You know how many times my system has been broken numerous yes. times because of Windows <laughs> updates? Um, oh, the first part of that, Statement, yes. The yes. second part, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is developers have to code for the oldest available version of whatever Windows people are running and not expect it will have KB update this or the DVD updates or whatever is missing. Mm. And if they know that everybody in the world is going to have this functionality available on their machine no matter what, then they'll be able to write stuff a lot easier for it. Otherwise, you have to go, well, Windows 10 doesn't have the DVD playback yet, so we can't code anything. There's the update. Okay, now we can release our thing that relies on that, Windows DVD yeah. because every single person is going to have it. There's not going to be, you know, half the people have it, the other half didn't want to do an update or they don't know how to update. And <laughs> the only people who are going to be really pissed off is like Milo, who are on dial-up, merely. Oh, yes, yes. And the the updates are just going to come down, like it or not. Or, like, friends, like, family members I have who are on, like, you know, two-gig plans. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, that, that, they'll, they've got to change so, yeah, that. Yeah, fantastic, Microsoft, well done. So, yeah, well, it says Windows u- Home users will have no longer have the option to choose when to install updates to their operating system after upgrading to Windows 10. Yeah, and the okay. business ones yes. will be able to put it off for about a month or maybe two at the very most, but they're going to get it forced down eventually. They yes. can only put it off, up, off for a limited time. Now, in other software changes, if you're still using floppy disks, 
<laughs> what? What is that? I've what? never heard of that thing. No, did I don't you just know. make up a term? I did. Welcome to the 80s. Oh. Uh, those still using floppy disks on Windows will need to install new drivers when upgrading the Windows 10. Who okay, get a five yeah. and a quarter inch? So they got hang on. So they got a driver for they got a driver for floppies, but no drivers for DVDs. <laughs> Makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> Great. It, I mean, just be happy they got USB still. Well, well I've, do got, they? I've still got a USB floppy drive. Yeah, for, I've got one. Uh, just for the sake of having it, but yeah, it'd be yeah. interesting to see. It's does he going to pick it up as a USB device, or is he going to pick it up as a floppy drive? Or <laughs> who would know? Yeah, well, the reason they got it is because of a lot of people who've got laptops who have a USB floppy drive. Why? Because yeah. <laughs> they have drivers and stuff they put on there, and they're like, "Oh, I have to send this super secret confidential thing, and I don't want to put it on a USB key, so I put it on a floppy and send it to Why? somebody or whatever." businesses are weird in the stuff that they require you know i was talking to somebody recently and they're like oh what's the biggest email i can send through your company we're like 25 megs it should be big enough use dropbox Mm. oh some businesses don't accept dropbox links because it's not compliant with their system oh i'll zip it up because that'll make it smaller no they don't they don't have zip either they don't like to get zip files it's not Mm. compliant with their special requirements well how about Uh they uh do they like doing business Stick it on a floppy disk. Oh, you can have 50 yeah. floppies. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay, we'll send it on floppies. and I'll, I'll cure you that over. Beep, 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 <laughs> Sneaker net. Microsoft is also making Cortana, the voice assistant, only available to a, number, a limited number of countries. And we don't even get it. No. And it's, we speak English the same as like the US and the UK where it is coming to, but it doesn't come to Australia. No, but it goes, like, to, it goes to crazy places like China, uh, Italy. So all these non-English speaking countries, um, China, France, Spain, Italy and Germany, first in line, and along with the English speaking countries, US, Canada, UK. But I not mean, us. Because we don't speak English. I mean, it's how crazy. hard is it to make a little tweak so it understands strine? Yeah. Yeah, that's because sometimes I speak to Siri and I'll go make an appointment. G'day, Cobber. <laughs> no, I'll go make an appointment for blah, blah, blah. She goes, I'm sorry, I can't understand what you're saying or something. What was that that you just said? Then, you know what's funny is one of my colleagues, he's um, Kiwi and... His well, our boss has um, iPhone. We all have Androids, but neither of them have any trouble at all understanding him. Mm. So both the voice recognition on both the Android and the Apple work perfectly when he speaks. But sometimes if Siri doesn't understand <laughs> me, chops for sucks dollars sucks de sucks. Yeah, I know, and it knows exactly what he's talking about. If sometimes I if... can't understand a damn word he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes if Siri doesn't understand what I'm saying, I'll say it in a real stupid voice. I'll go, I'm going to tell me where to go to Adeline like this. And she gets it. It's really <laughs> weird. It's weird. She talk like that all the time, dude. Yeah, right, tell me how to get to Carl's New World. Carl's New World. Now, there's another one from the past. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's, welcome to Carl's New World. All right. Now, they've also... It's like Jurassic Park's new park. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, they've all removed, they've also removed the pre-bundled versions of Solitaire, Minesweeper and Hearts. That's you get else. Candy Crush now. Yeah, good on Candy. I've never played it. You ever pl- I've never even loaded it. I don't even know yeah. what it is. I had to play around with it yeah. on my, my phone when I was bored sometimes. And it's like, you ran out of lives. Give us more money. I was like, I'll play this tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Uh, William, bring us back to some more sensible story. 
Yeah, right. He's the sensible one. That's okay. I knew you'd ask me that, so I'm prepared for this for this event. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate it yeah. when you're swimming and your beard gets wet? Oh yes, I know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, slows you down all that friction. Don't worry. Yeah. You're... Man. Invented a. Uh, it's just such a shame having a bushy beard and setting record laps in the pool. Um, they don't go hand in hand, you know, because your beard slows you down. Well, so it's the drag, Will. It's but, the drag. Uh, yeah, I know. So now they've got. Yeah, um, it's a drag. <laughs> now they've got the beard cap. The product <laughs> functions like a regular swimming cap. It extends over the wearer's head all the way down to their chin and encompasses their furry facial hair. Um, now, the company says just... developed the product after conducting research about big beards causing dragon swimming pools. It was no, revealed they that conducted the conducted research into marketing and they needed a new product line that hadn't been done yet. It was revealed that over one in ten men, twelve percent, <laughs> concerned that their beards to slow swim times, oh. and nearly a quarter of men feel their beards hinder their sports performance. Um, so, and just so you know, what you can see on the top of the cap there, it's called Virgin Trains. So these these guys, and by the way, I did ask for a sensible story, but uh, but so these guys, these guys, this is the sensible as I get. What, what do you want? <laughs> these guys, he looks like actually he looks like that chef from the Muppets a bit. But anyway, <laughs> the, these, oh look out! What's well, something out of a movie? I think I saw that in a movie <laughs> once. <laughs> Listen, these guys lotion on it. <laughs> they're, they're happy enough to to go and shave their legs and their arms and their arms and look like pansies, but they won't shave their face. They got to get a, a beard mask, or whatever you called it. What did you call it? Um, I don't know. What do they call it? They call it the um, the um, where is it? Doesn't say the beard train. The um, beard protector. The Ooh. beard suit. Ah, oh, the beard cap. The beard cap. Yeah. And uh, what's the, is it Virgin Trains? Virgin Trains. They're the sponsor. They, they're they the ones who did it, apparently. <laughs> See, there's a problem there. His sideburns are still going to slow him down. They need a new one. The product will be trialled with customers competing at the Great North the Great North Swim at Nathan Win- Lake Windermere from June 12th to 14th. <laughs> oh, let's just hope it all goes well. He looks like a Burns victim. But... <laughs> Let's hope it all goes well, eh? Let's hope we see them in a pool near you. I just yeah. saw that story and I'm like, yep, I, that, I need one. I don't know why. I just have this. I'm you do will. to it for some reason. Could you, could you please wear one to the show next week? <laughs> okay, so I do have a relatively sensible story. Uh, so, so, Friends, as you all know, um, is the next target of Warner Brothers. Over the past few weeks, Warner Brothers has been going after pirates using various torrent websites to illegally download Friends. Oh. The movie studio has been sending... That's settlement- the only way I could get Friends is if I downloaded them. <laughs> right. The movie studio has been um, sending settlement demands to those in question, which requests they pay $20 for illegally downloading the show. One particular note obtained by a torrent freak was sent after an incident... In, after an internet subscriber who downloaded an episode from season two, your ISP account has been downloaded, upload or offer an upload copyrighted content in a manner that infringes the rights of our. <clears throat> your ISP account has been used to download, upload or offer for upload. Wow, yeah, man, I get These that. Guys <laughs> yeah, the big stories, <laughs> Yeah, but I get that though, Will. I understand um, that. 
for copy- legal co- for copyrighted content in a manner that infringes the rights of our client Warner Brothers Entertainment. Although Warner Brothers understands and appreciates that you are a fan of its content, the unauthorized uploading and downloading of its copyrighted content is a serious matter. I'm sure they. The notice then details the penalties. As part of the settlement, you you agree to cease and desist from the unauthorized copying and or distribution of Warner Brothers content, including over the internet from your computer. The damage to Warner Brothers from your conduit substantially exceeds twenty dollars. But in the interest of having you stop your infringement of Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers is prepared to make you this settlement offer. Of twenty dollars. <laughs> yep. Wow. So what they're saying is. As part of the settlement, you agree. Okay, so if you don't pay the twenty dollars, you don't agree to the settlement, so you don't have to stop downloading it. Mm. Because a settlement requires yes. approval from both parties. Yes. You, so they're offering you a settlement to pay twenty dollars and never download anything, or not pay twenty dollars and download as much as you want. <laughs> oh, why are they going after <laughs> friends? Oh, that's that's finished. Um, Time said that? it was the first time it's seen pirates being targeted for downloading content that's more than 20 years old. Yeah. So Friends makes it rather unusual target, but uh, it suggests that Warner Brothers is still generating decent revenue from the series. I see um, uh, e-books is getting a bit of a bit of press as well, pirating e-books. I read a story that there people starting to get crazy about that too. Now, why would I pirate Fifty Shades of Grey? Seriously. I mean, who would pirate Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> not, not, not when you're living the life, eh, hey, hey, Will? I know, hey. right? <laughs> what, 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 not when, to watch it in the first place. Not when you're Ipswich's version of Mr. Grey. <laughs> Dark Grey. All right. <laughs> Shaken, not stirred. All right. Uh, Jace, what, what have you got? Well, <laughs> internet provider IINet has a ma- had a major privacy breach after more than 30,000 customer passwords were hacked. Dum, dum, dum. Oh, a Twitter user dear. with the handle Cyberwar News posted a screenshot of the social network on Monday showing an anonymous hacker was selling or trading the database of Westnet, a Western Australian-based internet service provider that was acquired by IINet in 2008. There's a ton of data inside the database to where I haven't been even bothered to dump this whole thing, but there's a lot of valuable data inside like clear text passwords, etc. For those interested, you can contact me on Jabber below, he said. And he offered the following addresses to contact him. Cyberwar News picked up the screenshot in a tweet saying, it seems Westnet, one of Aussie's biggest ISPs, has been owned. Cyberwar mm. News Twitter mission statement claims he is covering global cybersecurity and internet speech issues from all sides of the conflict with breaking news, independent analysis and little humour. IONET Chief Information Officer Matthew Tui said he was aware of the incident that they may have resulted in unauthorised access to old customer information stored on a legacy Westnet system. The incident has been reported to relevant law enforcement agencies and currently under investigation, he said. Customer username, address, telephone and in some cases password information may have been accessed. However, no payment details were stored on the server. The system is now offline and no further at risk. The 30,827 impacted customers have been contacted and told to change their password. Well, you know, uh, my debit card was scammed this week, just the other day. Yeah, I got a call from the NAB and they said, oh, you've been making a $500 purchase at wherever. I went, no. And he goes, well, it's just gone through to your account. You've been scammed. You've been yeah, just because just because my iPad Mini <laughs> cost five hundred dollars, it's just a coincidence. Oh, that's now we're it getting a bigger picture. 
Now we got the picture. Actually, it was 498 because I got it from JB Hi-Fi. It got it $2 cheaper than anywhere else. That's all right. Yes, Officeworks got it for four ninety nine. Apple's got it for five hundred. But, but little JB's in, got it for four ninety eight. But little impatient, you could have had it for fifty dollars cheaper. Yep. Now, um, yeah. So anyway, the bank rang me, said blah blah blah, and uh, yeah. So they cancelled my card and it's going to send me a new one. So how's that? Five hundred. A, a little twelve dollar sixty three went through. Probably just testing the waters, and then the five hundred went through, and it was a debit card, and overdrew the debit card. So more fool than oh, the NAB. Jeez. So <laughs> why would they overdraw a debit card? Anyway. I hope you don't have automatic payments coming out because that's the most pain in the ass thing to fix up when your credit card gets done. Yeah, well, it was it was attached to um, the uh, my Apple ID, so now I can't download any apps till I get a, get a uh, another credit card back, my debit card. But anyway, that's off the off the thing. But talking about uh, apples and all that, let's get into the WWDC because that has happened. Oh, 3 a.m. the other morning. Now, what's been involved? Uh, probably, look, if you're an Apple follower, you probably go, yay. The new Siri has had a major makeover for I- iOS 9, has a jazzy, colourful voice bar. Whoopie-doo. So that what that means is just got like a little colour thing that goes across. Now, you can watch the WWDC. Uh, now, I'm not sure where I picked up the link from, but I'm pretty sure it'll be either straight off your Apple TV or from the Apple Store somewhere you'll be able to link to it. Uh, she's also going to, Siri, this is, she's also going to be more proactive. So if you're listening to a track, uh, mu- a specific music track every afternoon, Siri will automatically give you the option to play the music when you connect. So she'll know, she'll start to learn what your patterns are when you put your headphones in, she'll play it. Uh, it'll put invita- or she'll put invitations on the calendar if they arrive over email, then provide reminders of when you leave, when to leave, along with driving directions. Another feature that is both impressive and a little bit creepy, so this writer has divulged, is if you get calls from unknown numbers, Siri can automatically look through emails to suggest who's been calling. Mm. Now, iPad, Jace, new features for the iPad with iOS 9, side-by-side hey. by, side by side, uh, app multitasking and new picture-in-picture feature. Now, oh, that's neat. That's never been done before in a mobile device. <laughs> no, now the picture-in-picture feature is quite good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is one of the things, as I was saying before, you know, they, they've got all these common uh, common processes, but they've wrapped them up and saying, ah, oh, this incredible picture in picture, and never before has it been so nice, and all this sort of stuff. This is how they carry on. Apple has <laughs> taken the paradigm of the operating system and innovated leaps and bounds ahead of the competition, as usual. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and he started off... Uh, uh, yeah, so picture in picture. So anyway, the good thing about this is you can be on an email or something and you can still be watching the video in the corner. That's good. I love it. Now, this makes me want to get an iPad. Oh, I need an iPad. They should do that on um, the uh, Android platform. Yeah, they probably already have, have they? Yep. You can watch <laughs> YouTube videos in the top right corner while you're doing other stuff. Now, the slide over, two apps on the screen. A user can alter the screen size for each with split view. They can share 50-50 or 70-30. It's only available the... Ooh, 50-50 or 70-30. Gee, plenty of choices there. Lucky you can't, you know, just pick your own size or anything. Who'd want that? They stole that from Windows 10. Windows 10 is going to have that snap feature. Well, you mean, you know, you can do 70-30 like that or you can just sort of grab this tag here and you can make that as big as you want and completely change it. Yeah, I don't yeah know. that's what Who'd... they should do on Android. Yeah, I know. It'd be great. If only you could do something like that or have them, you know, have 
or even if you want to swap the windows around, put the top window on the bottom and put them out of the way. Who'd, Will, who'd have you just come back from the future? You've got a future phone. That's a yeah. future phone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I live in the future. I don't um, use an Apple product. The sarcasm meter is going <laughs> off the scale. Now, Swift, uh, which received the biggest applause, Swift is a programming language that's going to be open source. So... I'm not a programmer, so obviously. Do you remember that was a big way deal. back when Steve Jobs announced that um, FaceTime was going to be open source so that you could run it on multiple platforms? Right. Good. And did it ever become a big part open of source? his keynote? No. They don't like open source. I didn't. Think. He said it was going to be that he announced it in his keynote. Yeah. Okay. Never well. happened. Now, also along with other than iOS, we've got a new OS X. Now, this one is... El Capitan. Yeah, El Capitan. It's obviously another Where rock. Yeah. It's another rock somewhere, but look at it. Now, uh, El Capitan... Sounds conti- stupid, that one. Oh, doesn't it? Continues the California naming conventions of Yosemite and Mavericks. Apple is adamant it brings greater performance and better experience for Mac users. It supports the firm's metal platform, which should help its laptops and desktop computers handle more graphic-intensive games. Didn't Look, know Max the paradigm games. of the operating system on a laptop <laughs> and desktop device and leaps and bounds ahead of the competition. We you'll, innovated. You'll feel like you're flying off El Capitan. <laughs> on the metal. <laughs> and hitting straight mm. on the heavy metal. <laughs> but the metal will provide a gracious experience. The ability to see which tabbed window in Safari web browser is playing sound, helping users locate and 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 identify which news, Chrome has been doing news, for a couple of years. Audio. That's right, they have too. I, I I like that feature in Chrome. You you get this noise coming from somewhere. You go, where is that coming from? And you look up at the thing, and you there. Stupid there ads. That's where it comes from. And now a great a great advent into the future. It's a wonder will this might have been brought back from by will from the future, but enlarging the mouse cursor if it's shaken after waking up a computer to make it clear and easy to locate. Yeah, I'm gonna pick my computer up off the screen and shake it. <laughs> you can just grab your desktop off the table and give it a bit of a shake. It's and not the mouse cursor comes up. Will, it's not an Etch-a-Sketch. <laughs> now, I think uh, Windows 10 had a little uh, arrow locator for some time, or Windows has an arrow locator for some time if you wish to turn yeah, it on. Yeah, you press control. Yeah, and it had, it had little <laughs> beams coming out like that to show you where it was. Yeah, it wasn't the trail it, yeah. that would go on in the trail of mouse. Yeah, you had the mouse tail. Yeah, or the well, tail. Yeah. yeah, but I think, I think you could, yeah, you... you push the control and it would just emanate yeah, find a, my mouse. a beam or something. Yeah. yeah. It used to have the concentric circles. That's yeah. the ones. Yeah, the ones the beam will the beam. It sounds <laughs> <Don't> better. Beam. <laughs> okay, and beam he likes is Jim. Beam me up, Scotty. There's no intelligent life down here. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> what else have you got, Will? You got anything else? Okay, so <clears throat> um, just another quick statistical sort of doofmickey. Australians are ditching landlines for mobile phones. Now, this made huge news, apparently, and the AMC has only just discovered this, but a growing number <laughs> of Australians are disconnecting their fixed-line telephones and opting to rely on their mobile phones. Really? Yeah, apparently, just in case you didn't know. Um, <laughs> the report titled, Australian Gets Mobile. Um, <laughs> really? Uh, I remember actually, years ago when I got naked DSL and I had somebody from Optus come knocking on my door and they're like, Hi, how would you like to sign up to our Optus? We got great deals. And I got, uh, no, I know you can't do a better deal than my II Net Naked DSL. And he's 
sort of looked at me when I said the word naked <laughs> as if I tried to come on to it. Uh, don't worry, it's too technical for you to understand. Just understand, I know all the ISPs and all of their plans off by heart and you can't beat it and I don't yeah. want to have a landline anyway, so bye-bye. It's funny, isn't it? Because you, you get the optus and that ring you up. They ring me up and I say, you won't beat it. I'm on cable. Do you understand? Yeah. And they go, oh, yeah, we'll beat it. We'll beat it. We'll beat it. We'll beat it. We'll get someone to ring no, you back. No, we can't beat that. Yeah, so they ring you back and you go, I'm on Telstra cable, blah, blah, blah. Oh, we can't beat that. Yeah. Ugh, <laughs> the same with optus cable. Because I'm on optus cable, you get, you know, everyone and you're like, I'm on optus cable. You can't beat it. Mm. Oh, you can have Telstra DSL. Yeah, right. Yeah, I <laughs> could. <laughs> hey, my cousin lives apparently... in a farm out in the bush and she keeps getting people from Telstra ringing up and they're like, we'll beat whatever speeds you're currently getting at a better price. She's like, all right, go for it. Here's my address. They're like, we can't find that. Hang on, we'll get back to you. And they ring back and they go, there's no ADSL connection where you are. She's like, I know, but you promise and you keep ringing and saying you'll beat it, you'll beat it. So I'll let you try and investigate, but you're never going to beat it. We can only get satellite and that's it. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, like if it wasn't, because, like, Telstra made you have a landline to have internet, I wouldn't have a landline. Because, I don't know if people know, but, um, and I suppose most people do, but if you don't have a landline and pay 30 bucks a month for it, well, then your internet connection costs 30 much, $30 more. Yeah, it works out the same so, as So, go figure but, that one. Well, because so I'm on cable, you, you, you can have the phone. It's free. The phone line's free with part of the plan because you don't pay for the phone. It runs through the mm. cable. You don't have a phone line. Yeah, Mine so. was actually cheaper and easier to get through TPG with a home phone added onto it than without because um, I was going to pay – I rang up and I was going to pay uh, sixty nine ninety five a month for I think it was 500 gigs or something. Yeah. And when I was signing up, they're like, why don't you um, go with our forty nine ninety five a month, and um, you get with a home phone. If you don't use the home phone, you don't get charged anything. It doesn't cost anything, and it's forty nine ninety five. And you get unlimited. So it's like, oh, save ten dollars and get unlimited compared to spending an extra ten dollars and have a limited. So yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, I don't know, but anyway, so, the other way around. Yes, yeah, so as I saying, the, the the report titled "Australians Get Mobile." <laughs> this is a hell of a title. Australians get mobile using mobile devices for voice messaging and internet internet access. Um, showed that Decem- as of December 2014, nearly one-third of adult Australians were mobile-only own- mobile only phone users. That means that 5.2 million people r- rely on mobile phones for voice communication and don't have fixed line. Mm. Um, so apparently 21% of Australians are mobile-only. Um, and I think like... Whether uh, tablet or mobile. So 21% of Australians are mobile-only for internet users who rely on their mobile. So whether it's mm. phone, tablet or mobile broadband. And I wouldn't. Do you reckon I'd be too far wrong if I was to say that the demographic here, I reckon, would be that have ditched the landline would be older Australians and younger Australians and the middle aged us. I reckon. Well, I'm not about YouTube. I've got a landline because I have to have one because of the stupid I'm on Telstra. But older Australians, like say my mum, she doesn't have a landline. She got a mobile phone. She hotspots it to the laptop. Under my guidance, of course. But, you know, she spots it to the laptop and she doesn't need a home phone. And then the younger dudes live with their parents or live with someone else. They don't have a landline because they don't have to pay for it. They've got their own connection. So um, so do you have a landline, Will? Well, as I said, only through the Optus. It's not actually a landline. It's running over the cable. Right, right. Um, don't ever actually 
use it, but it is technically there. Which, I mean, if the if the cable router crashes or we have a blackout or anything like that, no, we don't have a landline mm. because it's all running over cable. Right. So, right. And this is something, and this is part of the thing with the NBN that people are going to have to address. If you have the NBN, your phone will come in over the the NBN rather than a fixed landline. Yeah. Um, and you need to be aware that if you're in a situation where you need a phone in an emergency, say you've got a, a kid with chronic asthma or you've got an elderly person with a um, medical mini alert bracelet or something like that, you're going to need to install a UPS onto your router so that in the event of a blackout, you're still going to have phone. Mm. Yeah, but that, that the MBN, they've got a, some battery backup or something. Yeah, but they're only going to last two years and they're, never, you, you, they're responsible for the initial installation right. and then the homeowner is responsible for every oh, okay. after that. Yeah. Um, and that's probably going to be under bucks. The or weird something. thing, the ones I thought every unit had to have it, but the ones that are putting in at work don't. They don't have a battery backup on the ones that work. So I don't know how this is. Maybe they've ditched that now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like everything else. I wonder how often the MBN goes down, though. Well, it's every time you lose power. Oh, yeah, right, right. Because you need power to run the router. It's only a 12-volt router, mm. so you can run it off a 12-volt battery, but you need to have that in place to do that. So um, I suppose... they were talking, but every connection had to have it in. And then I think they've decided that was going to cost a ridiculous amount of money, so they don't do that anymore. But I suppose most of the time people would have a mobile device anyway. Well, so... yeah, but those Medi bracelets and stuff, for example, they're linked to a landline. So and if security. you fall down and you press your panic button, it yeah. triggers the landline. Right, right. Hmm. Well, interesting. All right, now moving on from that interesting story. Now, Apple reveals their new music app to rival Spotify. Will it rival Spotify? Probably. Well, I, I hope this is a good story because Eric's getting a bit disappointed in your Apple stories at the moment, he said. <laughs> oh, is he? <laughs> He's in the lounge. Why is he getting disappointed? I've been... He said, oh, you murdered the WWDC announcement. I'm glad no, I'm not there. I murdered the announcement. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was two, over two hours long. Apple has announced a new app that combines a streaming song and music video library and internet radio station and a way for artists to share unreleased tracks and other material. Now, Spotify, the difference, the main difference at the moment between, the say, the Apple and the Spotify is that Spotify has a free, uh, a free product, ad-supported free product, where Apple doesn't. Um, Apple's app also works with the voice-controlled Siri, allowing subscribers to ask to play a song from a movie soundtrack or year without needing to know the track's name. So, look, there's probably going to be advantages in having it all bundled up into the into the one, like Siri, Apple, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I don't know. Time will tell. The company... I mean, yes, they have a free version on the Android, but... like. It might as well not be. It's pretty much useless. You can't do anything. I was trying to listen to, well, coming back from the coast and we had a car full of people. And I'm like, okay, what do you want to listen to? And they said, I want to listen to this soundtrack, whatever it was from a particular movie. I went, no worries. Typed it in, put it up, played the first song. Yep, no worries. Played the second song. Okay, I kind of get it. By the third song, we're listening to, like, you know, the theme song to Home and Away or something. Like, it just completely <laughs> had nothing at all to do with with what we started off listening to. Now, the, apparently Apple is still in negotiations with the Beatles. There's no Beatles on their music thing. Uh, but as they pointed out in the WWDC with a nice little uh, screenshot that they do have the rights to say Taylor Swift. So maybe that's going to be the selling point, is it? Taylor Swift fans? You can't <laughs> get her on Spotify these days, can you? 
No way. Uh, all right. I'd, okay, so, Jace, what else have you been up to? Well, Elon Musk is at it again. His space company has asked the US government for permission to begin testing on an ambitious project to beam internet service from space. Sweet. A significant step forward for an initiative that could create another major competitor to telecom companies. The plan calls for launching of a constellation of 4,000 small and cheap satellites that will beam high-speed internet signals to all parts of the globe, including its most remote regions. Musk has said the effort would be like rebuilding the internet in space. <laughs> if successful, the attempt could transform the LA-based SpaceX from a pure rocket company into a massive high-speed internet provider that would take on major companies in the developed world, but also make first-time customers out of the billions of people who are currently not online. The idea of saturating Earth with internet signals from space has long been the dream of prominent business tycoons, including Bill Gates in the 1990s, but many of these ventures have run into obstacles that Musk is willing to avoid. Musk has his own rocket, and he said he has a swarm of satellites that will be more efficient and inexpensive than relying on a handful of big devices that are difficult to replace. Internet service providers have for years relied on fewer old satellites that are cast much farther into space and can only serve specific regions or countries. SpaceX's web of satellites could wrap around the Earth in low orbit, heading off internet signals to each other to make connections more reliable and reach more areas. Nice work. Nice. There's, uh, there's a lot of Even things. better than Google's balloons. Yeah, balloons. They're I mean, balloons. You can, get, you can watch those balloons on that flight radar. They, uh, they get yeah. tracked on there. Mm. <laughs> cool. Wee. Now, <laughs> look, uh, look, another, another Apple-related story. Uh, Wozniak. Oh, you know, old uh, Steve was. Now, he's an Australian resident, as we know. He's, his son apparently married an Australian chicky babe. So that's why he's, uh, he's moved over here for most of his year. Now, during the World Business Forum in Sydney, so he was at the World Business Forum. And look, I've got a nice little picture here for those on the video. There he is. Now, he said uh, had gone the way of the US in seeking to store details of citizen smartphone and internet users and disagreed with it. So uh, now we know where he stands. He was the... Uh, he said he was a founder of the Electronic Frontier Foundation, civil rights organisation for digital equipment in the US, and he wanted humans to be so much more important than the technology. He went on to say, when I was brought up, our constitution gave us a place called the home, and your home could not be violated without court orders or warrants. My communication with my friends should be part of the private area that I own. Uh, yeah, and he just went. He goes on to say, like to say, the Australian government. There's lots of examples where data retention hasn't been fruitful, uh, and blah blah blah. So, um, yeah, good old was. He's he's uh, he's at his piece. He uh, he lectures at some Sydney university, I think. So he's he's doing all right. And uh, have you got any more, Will? Uh, just a couple of quick uh, interesting stories. Um, years ago, the Conficker. Uh, oh, yeah. A virus that has been around. Yeah, it's been around for seven years now, and uh, it still remains as one of the most encountered pieces of malware online. And what did it do to us? Uh, exploits a flaw in Windows discovered back in two thousand and eight. Um, Conficked everything up. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, I can't remember what it. Worms spread rapidly by networking shares and USB sticks, and that's heightened infected about eleven million devices. Um, it caused chaos. Cost one UK authority one point four million to recover. Um, French fighter planes were grounded because of the worm and estimate put the global economic cost about $9 billion. Um, it doesn't actually say what... I can't remember what it was actually doing, but uh, it was. It, it's just interesting. I was just 
talking about viruses and stuff before. It's interesting that this is still just kicking around, though. Like, it's quite amazing. Yeah. How it, after that long, it's well, still... I, su- I suppose there are all these things probably still whipping around, aren't they? They're, it's just that the virus protectors are, uh, are stopping them all. Because I think, uh, you know, the... I think there's pretty because there's all you know how the rumor is there's all these little windows still windows ninety eight boxes in cupboards and stuff like this still mm. just churning stuff out and they it's all they're all there it's just that the antiviruses and the windows updates they're all yeah putting pay to them all but huh. um, everyone loves a bit of a good old death match the Colosseum uh, a killing machine that carried wild animals from the depths of the Colosseum to their certain deaths has been recreated. 1,500 years after its last creature died before the rapturous Roman crowd. The massive timber structure was completed shortly before its unveiling on Friday. It was used to hoist terrified lions, leopards and bears from cages beneath the main stadium floor to the fight to their death. Consists of a wooden cage and sophisticated rope and pulley system. Researchers were able to identify how the system worked based on clues in the tunnel network beneath the world's most infamous fighting arena. They found bronze fittings, holes and car- car- holes carved for timber posts and ropes and marks that can still be seen in the stone. Uh, in a documentary about the project, a full-grown male wolf was carried from the cage and released into the middle of the amphitheatre. The documentary um, director, Gary Glassman, said it was the first time in 1,500 years a wild animal had been raised in the Colosseum. Yeah, right. So, yeah, it's amazing that there's something, you know, like they're slowly putting more and more of this thing back together. Like it's, Yeah, right. You know. Well, so you reckon they, they, what's their, their aim? Is it to... Just to get it all... Just to sort of understand how it all worked, I guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah, nice. Good stuff. So... Now, here's a, here's a little device that we can all go and have a look at. Windows 10, uh, squeeze inside a plug. Now, if you haven't seen it, I've got a little photo here. It's just like a... a the Internet of Things. Yeah, it's like a... Uh, what do you call them? A, an, an adapter. You know, AC adapter. Now, the Qu- Qantas Compute Plug is designed to be pushed directly into a power socket, has an HDMI port for TV connections and two USB sockets. The new compute plug from Quanta is a mini PC and power adapter in one that can be plugged into any outlet and connected to a TV to turn it into a smart computer. And they can be controlled using Cortana via Bluetooth, remote or headset. Uh, says uh, that's come from the Windows blog. Now, just going on to the next little product... That we've got here, it's one of these little fellas, and those on the video are also going to be excited, because I've got a picture of it, there we go. Now, the Kangaroo fits a Windows 10 powered PC box uh, into itself that resembles a portable hard drive, fitted with fingerprint reader on the top. It also features a battery, said to be capable of lasting six hours between charges. Microsoft describes it as an ultra portable computer that can turn TV into a full Windows 10 PC. So, oh, I don't know. Now Windows your TV 10. can crash just as well as your computer. Yeah. Win- Windows 10, it's everywhere. It's got to be great. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Okay, uh, Jace, did you have any more this week? Yeah, a few, but I uh, just come across one that uh, one of my friends, Adam Turner, has just written an interesting story. Uh, a virtual personal assistant who screens calls might keep the spruikers and scammers at bay. If you still have a home landline, which is what we are just talking about, mm. chances are you refuse to answer the phone at dinner time, letting calls go to answering machines so you can hear who it is before you pick it up. Telemarketers and other nuisance callers, Hello, I am from the Microsoft, your computer having virus. <laughs> Big bad virus. 
Let me play my Another you. nuisance callers. We usually hang up rather than leave a message, but they still disturb your evening. Telstra's call Guardian 301 aims to cut them off before the phone even rings so you can eat your dinner in peace. The Call Guardian 301 is a $72 dual handset cordless phone package with a built-in answering machine. Rather than letting the phone ring several times before going to the answering machine, you can set the Call Guardian to silently answer incoming calls and ask for the caller's name. Once they leave their name, the handset will ring. Pick it up and the phone plays back the caller's name so you can decide whether to block the call, accept it or send them to the answering machine. If the caller hangs up before leaving their name, as telemarketers tend to do, then the call guardian ignores them completely and never even know that somebody rang. Mm. You can record your own interrogation message to assure your friends that they've called the right number. Thankfully, they don't need to keep negotiating with call guardian in order to reach you. If they've enabled caller ID, you can create a whitelist of numbers which can bypass the call guardian so the phone rings as soon as they call. If your friends like to block their outgoing number, they should put you on speed dial with 1832 in front of your number so their number is visible when they call you. I thought that was to block it, 1832. Well, if it's blocked, it'll unblock it. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, so does it? how much does that cost? $72 for a dual handset. Mm. That's just, not bad. I just put up with a reasonable it. Quality it's an inter- interesting way if you get a lot of call. I mean, nobody mm. calls me on either of my phones, so I don't have to worry. But I'm going to put that on the work phone, I think. Man. I enjoy the I enjoy hurling Perfect the abuse. There you, you know, go. They ring up, I enjoy them. They go, yeah, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I won't <laughs> tell you what they say, but they rang me back one day because he got so incensed with what I said to him. He rang me back to have a go at me. And I reckon he must have rang back on his personal phone or something. <laughs> yeah, I had that a, couple, uh, a few weeks ago. I had some Indian freak call me up and I yeah, yelled abuse the shit out of him and hung up and mm. they called back and they said, that's not very nice. So I yelled at him again and hung up. Well, yeah. Well, they, they, I don't think they like well, I, I give it to him, eh? I, I, was, I questioned his sexuality and everything. I don't think he, I, I don't, I don't think he liked it. Oh, you have the gay? See, I went the other way. I was I was offering sexuality like it was. <laughs> Get it? I am can. of the game. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what's that one, Will? This, my friends, is the world's first ten terabyte hard drive. Wow. HGS, HGST announced delivery of the world's first ten terabyte hard drive. Um, but can you H- read them? JJ Abrams. It's got a lot of lens flare on it. Yeah, I know, right? Um, and yet. It was only 20 years ago that the one gigabyte drive was released. Um, so basically, error density increases are coming slowly as the drive industry gears up. Um, the new device uses shingled magnetic recordings it's or disease. SMR. I thought um, they got rid of the shingles these yeah, days. Right. No, they're bringing them back to get with more sun or something. <laughs> <laughs> Vitamin C, isn't it? Um, but apparently, it's. Um, Writing takes a lot of energy and lays down a broad track, while reads work well with narrow tracks. So it basically borrows some of the technology from flash drives and the way it writes, um, and sort of overlaps overlaps the data. Like if you've ever seen an old, um, well, I guess if you're shingling a roof, where you slide a little bit under the mm. under the previous one. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so that way you can read and write because you, they, they're kind of tapered back, so it's writing a little bit till it's not reading and stuff like that. Oh, ten, so ten it's, Obviously, they haven't released the price yet, um, they, but judging by what you know, what is available, it's, it's not going to be cheap. But so it's just been released at the moment. It's only based for uh, it's designed for servers at this point. 
but um, who makes it? Do you know? Um, yeah, it's made by HGST. Well, my computer wouldn't even read a three terabyte Western, drive. Western Digital. Basically. So I don't know how it's going to go with ten. Stupid. <laughs> well, that thing. was only your USB though, a USB caddy, wasn't it? I ended up putting it into another machine, and uh, I could it did recognise it, but it wouldn't view it. So I'm suggesting this, this wasn't my drive; it was someone else wanted me to copy some data. We're off. trying to read it in a thirty-two bit Windows that can't read bigger than two gigs. We. I even put it into the Apple to see if the Apple would read it because uh, they don't have that limitation. But um, I think the drive was stuffed and that's, that was the main problem. But anyway, in any case, all right, I think we're out of time. Are we out of time? Lucky I wasn't sure. recording on the C drive. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you, you people need to watch a live stream before the show because you'll learn some very interesting facts about Glenn. Uh, look, I'll tell you. I'll te- I well, listen to the uncut like last episode. <laughs> I, I said to Will before the show, I, I got something this week uh, that would hopefully stop him crying, and I'll, I'll show you what it is. And, and th- I showed him an iPad Mini, which made him cry anyway. <laughs> yes. Now, I'll sh- I'll other sh- camera, other camera. No, I've got two cameras <laughs> here tonight. It's funny. Well, what it is, I don't even know how. Where are you? I don't even. There we go. That's it. it. It's another like a mixer. Oh, yeah, Fire Studio. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, so it's another little mixer, Will. So when I format, I'm going to try and put that in. I went down to MSY today because this little Fire Studio is FireWire compatible and based. And I I thought, geez, I don't have FireWire in the PC. So I went down to the MSY and I said, have you guys got a FireWire card for me? And he goes, yes, I have. I said, how much would that be? And he said, $3. Went sold. (laughs) (laughs) Three dollars. You, know, you know they're common when you, they're just laying on top of your desk, not doing anything. <laughs> Three dollars. Yeah, oh, we can give you a free one. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I got. I got. I'm just like the amount of petrol it would cost to drive to Will's house. You could have used the three dollars anyway. <laughs> I, I bought like a box of ten of them a while ago. I found they lasted about six months, and they started giving oh. errors. So you just change them out every six months. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, uh, so there, for, there you go. So hopefully, I'll be able to get I've that. Never working. had a fire away or anything, or scuzzy. Yeah, I had a FireWire. I had a FireWire video camera, which was really good. You yep. control the I camera had a, from your the Sony DV cam, which was FireWire. Yeah, the FireWire is good. They should be bringing it back. Not getting FireWire hard drives. Um, well, Thunderbird is think. the future. Who is? Uh, poor little puppy dog. How you doing? Oh. <laughs> I can see him behind you there. What? Mm. Your dog. Oh, behind me. Yes. Oh, she's on the floor now. All yeah. right, let's get out of here. Otherwise, my drive D's going to fill up. so uh yes uh keep an eye out for the aussie max zone that's on itunes you probably get a more of a um more of a uh love love of wwdc sorry eric we didn't do you justice there for that it'll teach uh, it not be here he he might you can you can tell us all (laughs) off next week and uh what else is there the paper aussietechs.com.au forward slash paper uh, and there's uh, heaps of other stuff, AussieTechRadio.com. So go over there, yep. check that out, 24-7 Shoutcast you Radio. To, you can, you can the listen two to top can, podcasts. That's it, two Australia's top tech podcasts at the moment, Obsidian Loft and Old Fart Geek. Oh, they're on fire, aren't they? And <laughs> <laughs> the two Australia's top two podcasts by Australia's top two podcasters. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm number one. He's number two. <laughs> I'm number two. You're number twos. <laughs> All right. So until... Why don't you number three? Next of all, number three. I hate to see that. <laughs> I hope, I hope that flushes. Uh, speaking of number threes, just side note, if you haven't watched Home yet, make sure you watch it. It's a fantastic movie. Great kids movie. Good for adults as well. A lot of fun. Go and check it out. All right. Good stuff. All right. So don't forget all of that sort of stuff. And you know where to reach us. Or anyone at aussietechheads.com.au or on the Facebook. And uh, that's it. Have a good week. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.